that was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. My guest today is 48-year-old Robin, who was dating 44-year-old Jay. Robin recently left what she calls an unhappy and unhealthy marriage and is recognizing that her attachment type and negative childhood programming have contributed to her quote-unquote messing up with men. Robin now recognizes her default to over-explaining, over-apologizing, and over-giving, she says. She wants to know how to recover and secure a relationship with Jay when she believes she has unintentionally turned him off. Welcome, Robin. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here talking with you. Happy to have you. And I want you to tell me about how much you were dating Jay and where you think it went off the rails. How did you meet and take us from the beginning, if you would. Okay, so we met online on a dating app. And at first, we were just messaging for a week on the dating app. And our messages were pretty intense and, like, very nice, very uh, deep. And, um, like, I could see that. I could tell that he was emotionally available and really intelligent and very sweet. And we were asking some pretty intense questions that I'd never experienced before with online dating with um, what do you look for in a relationship? What are uh, red flags for you? What's important to you? That kind of thing. And um, the second week we started messaging on phone because he was on vacation with his two daughters and he was in the States. And again, our messages were really warm and very enjoyable and exciting. And I felt like he was like he, he is a really good person. And uh, we just ha- seemed to have a strong connection. And so we met for coffee the day after he returned from his holiday. So it had been two weeks of messaging. And then the third week of messaging, I had noticed that his messages were uh, a bit shorter and well done actually a lot shorter, but he was also going through a lot, so I understood that. He ended up sick with COVID and his daughters were sick and they were with their mom in a different city and he was going through a lot with COVID but also back to work and his daughters were ill and he was also dealing with the grief of returning home alone and he had just moved to his condo five weeks before so I think the dust was kind of settling for him and he was struggling and we messaged back and forth and he admitted that he was not doing well really missing his girls which I understood and then we talked on the phone on a couple nights later he had messaged me earlier that day saying that he understood it now he put his he was able to put his words in place and that he's recognizing that he's really just missing his girls and feeling like he wants to get closer to them. He lived a half hour away even when he was in the same city and his schedule wouldn't change but he was really missing them and I said I understood that. I asked him if he if that meant that he was not wanting to date me or if he was having second thoughts and he said no um, just that that's where he's at. And then we talked later on on the phone that evening, and he had said that I had given him some things to think about, about the dating. 
And so I was feeling disappointed and had messaged him the next day basically saying, you know, I'll give you some space and I'm trying to be respectful of myself with this and, and yourself with you're going through a lot and I appreciate that. And so from there, I didn't hear from him for a couple of days and then we did talk or message, sorry. And um, I was over apologizing and felt like I overreacted and recognizing that this is a pattern that I have in other men that I have dated online where I, I attach too quickly, I get anxious, and then I text the wrong things and I, after reading your book and watching your videos, recognizing I do all of the wrong things. I understand. You sound so lovely and we want to get this right for you and maybe we can even get this back on track with Jay. We'll see. We've got a lot to unpack here and a lot of good stuff if you're listening and you're online dating because I'm going to go through, Robin, some things that went awry right from the start. When we do things from the start in online dating that set us up for success, it's much harder to kind of go off track. First, I want to ask you about, you know, you're 48 years old, you are single, divorced. Tell us about kind of your history because you said, I have a habit of doing some things. I've noticed the attachment stuff and that I have a habit of over apologizing, those kinds of things, and over texting perhaps in dating. What's your history been like? So I have, um, I had a tough childhood. And also witnessing my mom, who is a lo was a lovely woman, she's passed, but she had her own struggles with men and relationships, and that's where I learned about relationships and putting men up on a pedestal. And so I married, I was married for nine years, and I recognize now that I, I didn't recognize it at the time, but I definitely recognize it now with all of the work that I've been doing, because we separated a year and a half ago, and I've done a lot of work on my own with therapy as well as I've read books and I learned so much from podcasts and I've done a lot of my own reflection and recognizing that I married a man who was safe. I knew I was safe physically with him. He would never hurt me. And if we had children, I knew that he would be decent, like he's a decent man. And I thought that was enough. Yeah, I hear you're getting emotional. I'm, I appreciate you, you going through that. What feelings come up for you when you talk about it now? Are you just recently divorced? How long has it been? It's been a year and a half, and I'm so happy. Actually, separating was the best thing I ever did. I've been so happy since. But I, I think I'm going through the grief and recognizing it, Like especially the work I've been doing, recognizing why I married him. Mm because he was safe and he was he's not a bad man but he was very selfish and I constantly gave in that relationship so my attachment style is fearful avoidant and I do suspect some Asperger's with him so there was like a lack of empathy and a lack of compassion and understanding he was never a bad person but he was just very very selfish and so in our marriage there was a lot of responsibility on me with parenting and with finances, with just everyday responsibilities. And even just the relationship itself, there was, there was a lot of disconnect and lacking. And I didn't really have the awareness, but I knew something was wrong. And so I was unhappy for many, many years in that marriage. But I stayed because of my daughter having, we adopted her and she had had a rupture in 
her attachment already twice and she's very close to her dad and so I just kept thinking no I'm sticking it out for her and then I decided that after I went back to school for my master's degree and it was so difficult and I just recognizing where he was so unavailable for me and I had a cancer scare and and I just enough was enough and I was like I want love I want to be happy I deserve that and he can't give that to me mm. and it's it's not there and I thought it was all him and now that I've done the work I'm like wow I put it out there I wasn't vulnerable I wasn't I I wasn't recognizing my own worth and so I've done a lot of work with that but now I'm also recognizing how different men and women are and I didn't realize that thank you for that it's very touching the way you express it just so clearly you have so much insight and it's almost the pain of the lost time, so to speak. It's like when we wake up and know, oh my goodness, this person is not for me. Yet he did serve many, many roles and purposes in your life prior to your your coming to this point. Absolutely. Yes. So and how are things now? You say you're not actually divorced, you're just separated or... Yes, currently separated. I would be comfortable going through with divorce, but we just haven't moved forward with that. And I, I expect that he would be comfortable with it as well. With COVID and things are backed up quite a bit here. I also expect that I would be covering it all financially plus doing all the work with it. But I, I'm not closed off to divorce. It, there's no, I do not anticipate us ever getting back together. So it's just a matter of time. For that process I see and how has that affected your dating how much dating have you done after we separated I was in a relationship with someone and it was during COVID and so the relationship wasn't really dating it was friendship and he came and helped me with some things he had had a crush on me since high school and so he had asked if we could date at some point and and it turned into a relationship pretty quickly and I recognized after several months that he had some of his own uh, mental health issues and addictions. And I ended the relationship, talked to a therapist, and this therapist was the person who suggested attachment styles and looking into that. So I did, and it was like an eye-opener for me. And then I recognized a lot of patterns in my relationship with that relationship and him. And so we dated again here and there um, for a period of time uh, just very briefly and not really I wouldn't even say it was really a relationship because I was guarded with him then that ended and I was on the dating app and I met a few men here and there but I recognize also from reading your book and watching the videos that I was maybe too warm I saw the good in people too quickly and I, I said too much too quickly I think as well and then I've met two gentlemen on the app and so that's why I'm recognizing the pattern is that I met a gentleman who was really quite lovely and also emotionally available so I'm recognizing the work that I was doing was attracting different men who were emotionally available and had done quite a bit of work on themselves emotionally and lovely men who were also I would say higher value in that they had their careers and were doing quite well for themselves compared to men I had attracted before because that was almost a fear of mine not to be vulnerable or to be 
making less money then or to be feeling insecure around a man who was successful. So I'm, I was very pleased with that. But I recognized in my pattern of relationship with these men is I was anxious and not recognizing my worth. And so I would do the things that you recommend in your book not to do with texting and being available and leaning in and I recognize that now, like in my marriage as well as other relationships, I slipped into the masculine energy instead of my feminine essence, which I'm, I'm a very feminine woman, but I didn't recognize actually what it really is about the energy that you put out. And so I scared off the, the man this past winter because of being too anxious and texting. And then I recognized the pattern again recently where it was very similar where I texted where I was anxious and thinking something that was happening and it wasn't and I turned them off like I turned off any desire or attraction to me because of not sitting in my own worth and recognizing what I had to offer and feeling insecure. So you've done a lot of work in this time, meaning just from, sounds like reading the book and from Jay and putting it all together for yourself. When did you last interact with Jay? It's been a week and a half. He apologized for not being able to meet my needs in our texting and that he was surprised because he was having a really rough week and that he understood where I was at and um, that he wished me well. And I had responded, I'm sorry, um, that's not what I meant. And so we went back and forth in text. The end result was he had said, you know, I, you know good for you for expressing your needs because from what you've shared with me, you don't do that. And I recognize I need to do some work for myself. And he, the end result, like the very end, was that we both need to have grace and compassion for ourselves, that we're doing the best that we can with dating, and it's tricky. And he said for me to stop apologizing. And I said, okay, LOL. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, yes. There, there was a lot that you got out of this in a very short amount of time. He does sound lovely, like you said. Very rare for a man to be as gallant as he was about it, especially having met you only once. Mm -hmm. Really, really sounds like a great guy, and I understand why you would like a second shot, perhaps. Yes. Great. And we might be able to make that happen, believe it or not. And I want to talk about how you might go about that. First, we need to kind of go over a few things for the listeners and for you to get the understanding of exactly where it went off course a bit. But again, because there wasn't a lot of water under the bridge, so to speak, you might be able to do a one time when the timing is right, and we'll talk about that, reach out and see if there would be any interest going forward. So in the meantime, have you met anyone else? No. And are you interested in doing that now? Are you still online? I have my profile hidden and I was actually thinking after I talked to you I would probably go back online. I have <laughs> been studying your material a lot. <laughs> so it's kind of taken up quite a bit of my energy and attention. So I to be honest, I feel like I'm not that I'm hesitant. I just I don't want to make the same mistake. I feel like I just got a rule book to a game that I've been playing wrong. <laughs> and so I feel like I want to read the book and, and be sure of like to have the confidence. But I was also feeling like I'm, I really like him. And 
I felt a really special connection with him and I know he felt the same way and I almost reached out to him. I wrote this long text that I was going to send Friday morning and then I was watching your video and it said the when in doubt wait and your video about advocating and I was like whoa good good thing I didn't send that text so I haven't reached out since. Good. Yeah and I feel good about it. Good you should that's fantastic I'm so glad you haven't because that would delay our possibility and could even hurt it. So let's get to how you might get this back on track a bit. And I'm going to put a caveat on that for sure. But I'm going to tell you a whole host of things. So if you're listening in and you connect it all with Robin's story, get out a pen, take notes, or re-listen to this again because we're going to really dive deep here. Because Robin, I know you get it completely and you're really ready for all of this. And I think it's going to be really great for you and going to give you the best chance. So we're going to do that in a moment. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive, a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of seasons one, two, and three in a categorized list by age and relationship status and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman, because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So we're back with 48-year-old Robin, who just went over her relationship, really, with Jay. Short-lived, for sure, and only met once. But, you know, it really doesn't matter many times what our heart connects to. It can be very quick that that happens for us. And it sounds like, Robin, you had a real connection with Jay, and it started via texting on the app and then moved to the phone. And here's where we really need to hone in on a few key points. And for anyone listening, it's really huge that you get this right from the beginning. And this is a big component of the One Love program, Online to Never Ending Love, and the self-help course. Because how we set things up for any man is going to greatly determine our success or failure. And because we are, you know, what I call my three C's of women, three C's of men, three C's of women, we are the connectors, the cooperators, and the caretakers of the species. And we immediately connect, typically, if we don't, if we don't control ourselves. And that feels so good. And the man will go with it for a certain amount of time 
and depending upon the male and the circumstances, it can go longer or shorter depending, but it's almost always, no matter how long it goes, a recipe for not going the distance. To the degree that we hold back will help determine our success in the long run. And what I mean by that is in the beginning, it's a must. And we must have a very serious governor on ourselves. We are, I don't know if you've seen my, I think I did a video on this on YouTube about we're the pace car. We are the pace car of the quote unquote race, so to speak, because a man will rev and go as fast as you do. And you must be the pace car as the woman. When you were texting like that, it feels really good in the moment and it kind of overtakes you and it takes a lot to pull back. So what needs to happen is you have to go in to any new meeting, introduction, online interaction, doing it right from the start. And this is one of the, the cornerstones of my One Love program and self-help course, because if you don't, this is what can happen. The man will get satiated very quickly. And the natural course of things, because men love through wondering, when we connect like that and it's instantaneous, he doesn't have a chance to wonder like he needs to in order to even fall in the way that is going to be most certainly in some ways efficient, but in order to work. So what we cannot do is have any relationship via text or much at all prior to meeting him. This is very important. This I stress a lot in the program. I have a very almost formulaic way that you guide him to a first phone call whereby he introduces himself and then you make that short and sweet and you make a meeting and I tell you exactly what to say, where that meeting should be and one of the things probably if you're listening and you know me and you've watched my videos because I have a video right there on YouTube, make sure your first meeting is not coffee. <laughs> so you see kind of how it went off the rails, right Robin? Yes, on so many levels really, right from the beginning. Despite your connection, and that's what's too bad, because that is real. Yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. and I, I feel it was authentic and very positive. You see, that alone won't make it go the distance, unfortunately. If it did, we as women wouldn't have any of the problems we have with men. It doesn't make sense to us. How can it be these logistical things when the connection is there, that's what's really important. That's how we feel. But you see, that connection in a nanosecond can be gone for the guy. And I think he sounds really much more higher on the scale of being self-actualized oh, yeah. than a lot of men. But he's still a man. And he, the pacing was seriously, seriously off. And so many women come to me after divorce, and here's the issue. If you have been in an unhappy marriage, you are like a starving person when you're going out there dating. And when you get like a taste of, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. I'm so hungry for it. It's hard not to go full steam ahead. Yes. And you just need to give yourself a break for that because you can pull back. You will be able to do this and pace it 
but it's going to take a lot of being the mechanic, if you listen to my podcast, being the mechanic of the relationship and holding yourself accountable, taking 100% responsibility for this and really becoming all that you can be in terms of using the knowledge of men and how to relate to them in a way that's going to give you success. So unfortunately, things like the texting a lot and getting into deep conversations over text is a no-no. Can't happen prior to meeting. Shouldn't even happen right after meeting. Shouldn't even happen at the meeting. Think of it this way. He's all about getting in. It's who he is at the core of his being. He's about getting into your mind, getting into your heart, getting into your business, getting into your car, getting into your apartment, getting into you. It's just who they are. And if you do not pace it, and you'll understand this too, give him the experience of little by little by little by little and that he has to earn it, it's not going to be of much value. Right. Yeah. So it's disappointing, wish it wasn't that, but it is. And when we know it, we have to do it and we have to become the woman that is self-confident, doesn't put any man on a pedestal. And I do that with two umbrellas, so to speak. I do it with what we're talking about here and how we work with the approaches and strategies that work with men and their male hearts and minds, but also in terms of our becoming and transforming and I do that via manifesting stuff, which is partly working on your subconscious, whereby you got the ideas you got, the beliefs you got, the feelings you have about yourself. You got it very, very early on, between zero and seven years old, you got those. And then from seven on, you started living them out. And that's what we all do. So I would dare say you likely had perhaps a mother or father who, while maybe not on the spectrum, gave off certain characteristics, traits, behaviors, energetically gave off being withholding, or you had to prove something, or you didn't feel just unconditionally loved just for being. You had to earn their love or praise or what have you. Does any of that ring true? Yes, absolutely. There were many layers of trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to the degree that we have that, it's going to play out in our adult relationships vis-a-vis -vis men. But the wonderful thing is that you've kind of stepped into the light, so to speak, and you realized, okay, I deserve much more than being in this unhappy, unhealthy marriage. And I know I can have that and I'm going to have that and your ex can go and have something really wonderful in his life and it will all be okay. Yes, absolutely. So we, we want to do things in this systematic fashion and it's all outlined step by step. I even give texting templates of what to say, exactly what to say on a date. It has to just roll off your tongue how you guide a man to being most interested by not over giving, certainly not over texting. That's a huge way that we relate now, that the man gets an immediate feeling about us over texting. Yeah, makes sense. It sounds like you've had some trouble in that area. And if you fix this texting, it's going to be huge for you. I think so. Yes, absolutely. The texting and 
just even my thoughts around it and understanding how men fall in love and how women fall in love because I had mistakenly thought that it was that we were more similar. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. We each come to that at different stages in our lives, how very different we are in that respect and what it takes for a man to become interested and certainly to stay interested. And these things, you know, I also work with with some married women because many women think, okay, I get into, I'm married now, so it's fine now. I can just relate the way it feels good to me and I want to relate. That with the divorce rate at 50% for first marriages, 62% for second marriages, and in the 70 percentile for third marriages, we don't want to do that. It's always going to be up to us. And most of the time, we are juggling our own needs and proclivities with what we know will work. And that's just the the honest truth of it. Wish it were a little different. Wish it were a little more even. Wish we could at least be a little bit more ourselves. But there are times that we can be. And certainly it's about ultimately getting what we want, which is the man's commitment, his devotion, and his connecting to the degree that's possible for him and not pushing him towards more that he will not be happy with. So right off the bat, we know that it's, it's just a very formulaic thing when you meet someone online that when he starts a lot of the uh, texting, well, what are you looking for, blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, you don't really get to that when you do my program because you get to, you do a few, maybe four back and forth about just really nothing. And I have exactly how you direct him to your burner phone because you don't use your real phone number. You do not use your real phone number. You use a texting app and how you direct him to the phone call. And when I say direct him, I'm using that word specifically because many of us think, oh, we shouldn't be ever doing anything. It's all the man, whatever he decides to do, he's the one that leads it. Well, if you let the man lead it from online when he hasn't met you, you're going to have the blind leading the way. (laughs) This doesn't work. Right. You don't really lay back too much on that. And when I say directing, it's not about being masculine energy. No. Not at all. It is about you showing your value and showing the man what it is that you expect in a, a very sweet feminine. It can be fun, but it's directing him to that phone call. When he asks, what are you looking for? It's right there in my course exactly that you say, oh, that's a question that might be nice to talk about or think further about. I like to get on a phone call to introduce ourselves and see if meeting is something we want to do. You see how direct that is? But it's not call me. I want you to call me to introduce yourself. It's You see, it's very backdoor, but it's showing I'm a value. I'm not going to get into texting about what I'm looking for here. If you want to know, you're going to have to make a phone call. And then you follow that up immediately with, here's my number. You give him that burner number. I'm free now for a few moments or tonight after eight. You give him two times and you, you text them when you could be on the phone for a few minutes. In other words, if you can't be, don't text them yet because that's when they're most likely to call you. It's formulaic. And then on that phone call, you will know whether or not by his voice, the way he introduces himself, how he is with you, you're going to scale it for yourself whether or not you are going to take your valuable time 
to go and meet this man. And then there's a whole host of things, exactly where you meet, how you tell him, where it is that you would like to meet, how you go about that. It's a lot for online. And if you'd miss those marks, it's likely gonna miss the mark all the way around and it will fizzle out, fade out, or worse. Right, makes sense. Yeah, I just gave you a lot, right? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Because we all think it's just going to happen naturally from online. Well, there's nothing natural about online. Think about it. There's not one natural thing about meeting somebody online. For hundreds of thousands of years, we have met and paired with people through meeting them, through pheromones, through sight sound, smell, everything. And we take that all away and we've only done it the last 20 some years and we think it's gonna all fall into place. It takes a lot. Now, couples do happen from it. They happen all the time, but many women come to me where they've been married for a very short time with someone from online and it went awry. And I think in large part, it is a harder thing meeting somebody online all the way around to take it to completion and then for it to be a lifelong marriage. Because ultimately, that's what we're looking for. Lifelong partner. Most women are. That's I should put a caveat on that. But we don't want a get married for the sake of getting married and then it's two, three years. That's it's not how we want to look at it. So it's very, very important that there be absolutely not one ounce of urgency. However, the best chance you have in meeting somebody from online, you do have to be Johnny on the spot with men when they message you. Waiting and only checking. Someone come to me and they said, well, I check my online once a week. I said, well, no wonder you're not getting any dates. Not going to happen. And she's like, well, why? I mean, if they showed interest, online doesn't work like that. Think of online as a puppy store. And you go in the puppy store and there's hundreds and hundreds of wonderful puppies. Pretty hard to choose, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when, if you were to go into the store and you could see all these wonderful puppies behind the glass, the one you're going to have the most chance of really wanting to adopt is one that immediately while you're there in the store, you get to hold. You see? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the issue with being Johnny on the spot when the man messages you. There's so many things with online that most women just will not think about. And we just be our natural, normal way of relating with someone that maybe we've met in person. And until you have that first meeting and he meets you in person and then he asks you out, that is going to be a date. Then you get to pull back. Then you really put the brakes on in terms of yourself and you don't do the same type of approach or strategies. But to meet, in order for it not to go off the rails, you need to do it in this very systematic method that creates the most interest in the man so that you have a chance should you be interested in him. Yeah, I well, I'm, I'm very open to learning and uh, I would definitely have to take notes because like you said, it's not typical for women to think that way. Yeah, it's very new for me. I recognize through my experiences that what I have been doing isn't working. So I am open to learning what works and I everything that I've heard in your videos and in your podcast resonates with me. 
And so I'm certainly open to learning. Great. And for anyone else who is, I recommend, uh, you know, if you don't know me or you want to dip your toe in, you're not sure, but you, you want to learn these things from online, is just do the self-help course. Because the self-help course is extremely affordable. Just go on my website and you get a one-time full coaching experience with me personally. And you get to ask any questions. You get to have reviewed the material. You get to have done it and tried it out and see where you might have a little trouble and ask me about that. I highly recommend it because it really is a game changer. So many women say to me, you know, now that I do it this way, I don't feel as negatively as I did about online. I have like a way to do it that I feel very confident about and it works. That's what's most significant. And it would be things that you can't even imagine. Like, for example, why would you not go for coffee? It's, you know, you wouldn't think of it. But I'll give you that right here. Wondering what I'm going to tell Robin about why meeting for coffee is a no-no to have a man wanting to follow up and ask you on a real date and where it is that's best for that all-important first impression if you want a shot at a real relationship? In the rest of this episode, Robin and I discuss where she goes from here with Jay and the twist in her story that she let me know towards the end that changes everything regarding her chances with him. You'll want to hear that and all former 130 plus episodes of Make Him Wonder by joining the 8020 Wonder Club, an exclusive membership only club of the Make Him Wonder podcast, where you'll get all former episodes ad-free, categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Unfiltered coaching conversation like this one with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. But there is much more. The 8020 Wonder Club now includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly video series for you to focus on each and every week. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time or save by committing to a 6- or 12-month membership. And not only will you save by committing to more, you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date anytime during your 12 months and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life. Check it out at the 8020 Wonder Club and join us as that is the only way you'll be able to hear what I tell Robin what she needs to do to achieve the success she desires. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way to have divine right results in your relationship or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. You'll be seriously glad you did.